This is a recording from the Sunday, January 24, 2016 meeting of the BC Humanist Association in Vancouver. To learn more about humanism and to support our work, visit bchumanist.ca. All right, well, I'm very pleased to introduce our speaker today, who is Nadir Abdallah of the Syrian Canadian Council. And he's also brought some very new arrivals to Canada with him. They don't have much English, but we're very happy to have them here. Um, so we have been welcoming all along. Welcome again. Um, <laughs> well, that was interesting. <laughs> what do you think? Shalom. Ah. Or the, yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> Um, and Nedir is with the uh, Syrian Refugee, Canadian, Syrian Canadian Council, and he's here to speak today about the council and their work, um, and uh, I think we're all going to find this very interesting. So welcome, thank you for coming. Thank you very much. Now after, after you, you, you've spoken, we'll pass the mic around for any questions or comments that people sure. have. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really pleased to be part of this meeting today and uh, just to uh, give you a background about Syria, about the crisis in Syria, the problem there, uh, what's going on there, and what are we doing here as uh, a Syrian Canadian Council, uh, as uh, part of the uh, non-profit organization who tries to help Syrians and other even uh, uh, newcomers to the uh, uh, to British Columbia. So uh, uh, before this crisis, no one knows Syria, all right? So when you say Syria, so uh, where's Syria? So no one knows about Syria. Now Syria is uh, um, everyday news and topic of every uh, show. So. Uh, what is Syria and uh, what's going on there? So Syria, in fact, is a land of diversity. It's similar to Canada, similar to many other uh, uh, countries in the world. Uh, uh, Syria usually is uh, uh, located in uh, the east coast of Mediterranean. And it's surrounded by Turkey, Iraq, Israel, uh, Jordan, Palestine and other uh, Gulf uh, countries. So this is Syria here in the middle of, and it's in the heart of the ancient world. So, uh, and uh, in Syria also there is a diverse na nature. So you can find deserts, you can find mountains, you can find beaches, you can find all types, valleys, rivers, everything is there. Uh, uh, the history of Syria is uh, like located at the heart of the ancient world. So uh, Syria was historically the crossroads of uh, or for uh, commerce and trade from Gulf, from uh, South Asia and uh, uh, West Asia to Europe. So Syria usually connected all nations of uh, Europe to Asia to Africa. Uh, and because of that, you can find 
many ethnic groups there. Uh, Syria uh, naturally uh, welcomed all kinds of refugees, same as Canada. So through the last century and last decades, we welcomed hundred thousands of Armenians, uh, Chechenian, uh, Circassian, we have Greeks, Romans, we have, they still live there, you can ask them, are you Arabs, will tell you no, we are from Rome, so you can find all ethnic groups there. Uh, Syria will come lately, uh, 2003 and after, 1,500,000 Iraqis, 500,000 Iraqis in less than two years. And they stayed there, they started their own businesses, uh, their kids went to uh, schools. They, we, we welcomed them we, uh, um, as people of Syria, as citizens of Syria, not just as government. Uh, uh, we try to help them to uh, establish their uh, new life in Syria without any names. They are not refugees, they are not uh, uh, newcomers, they are just our brothers in, uh, in this country. Similar to Palestinians, they have also, we have approximately 600,000 of them. They fled the country between uh, or they have two, in fact, uh, two waves. The first wave was, uh, I think, uh, 1947, and the largest one was 1967. So they stayed there, they have their own businesses, they have their own life, and lately their camps or their like areas uh, were surrounded by the regime and they tried to just like get rid of them of the country. We will talk about this later. So, uh, you can find Assyrians until now in Syria, Akkadians, Greeks, Romans, and of course there's like Ottomans and other people. So every nation controls Syria. They left their stamps on the country. You can find ruins of Roman ruins, you can find Greeks, you can find Omeyyads, you can find Assyrians, Akkadians, all these, their stamps are on the ground and you can find it everywhere in Syria. Every even like smallest village in Syria you can find some uh, traces of these civilizations as nations. So this is an example, there's Ugarit. So in, in Ugarit you can find the, uh, the oldest and first written alphabet in the world. It's 1400 BC. So this is discovered in Ugarit. Uh, there's Palmyra. The Palmyra is now controlled by ISIS. Unfortunately, they destroyed a good like amount of ruins there. And besides even the uh, regime militia, before they left the city, they just uh, collected some of these ruins and disappeared and uh, 
you may find them later in anywhere in the world, sold to any like place. And this is a good like uh, I visited Palmyra many times, and you can really smell the 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 uh, there's like how our people live. Uh, you can't feel it. You can see like how Zenobia, the queen of Palmyra, established a strong and a powerful uh, uh, empire in, at that time. And at that time, they even like uh, have like the very well-known confrontation with the Roman uh, uh, Empire. Uh, there's Emsa. It's called now Homs. Also, there's Julia Domina, the uh, the Empress, is also considered to be the a powerful female figure in Syria history. Uh, Malula. Uh, here you can find the. Uh, the Aramic or the uh, Aramic language, the uh, Christ language. They still speak this language until now. So the same language you can find it in Malula. Malula is just like 54 kilometers uh, in the uh, urban of Damascus, the capital. Uh, Damascus is the uh, the oldest inhabited uh, capital in the world. Uh, Aleppo is the uh, uh, oldest inhabited city in the world. Uh, the ethnic diversities, as we said, you can find all. Uh, Arabs now is the majority of the population. You can find Kurds, Turkmans, uh, Circassians, Armenians, Assyrians, uh, all, all other nations or other ethnic <coughs> groups are there. Uh, some of these ethnicities were refugees fleeing from civil unrest, like Armenians, uh, with Turks, like uh, uh, Circassian with uh, Russia, and many other uh, like uh, ethnic groups. Um, religious diversity. Uh, <clears throat> so we have all kinds of religions there. We have Muslims. We have Christians, we have Jews, we have even uh, something we did not hear about it before. We have Mendiais, we have Ismailis, we have Jews, we have all kinds of those. And honestly, we don't know them. We don't know if you are Christian or you are Muslim or you are now Sunni or Shi'i. We don't know this before. This is just, and until now, we don't know. It. Until now, if I meet one Syrian like those guys here, I did not ask them if they are Christians or if they are like Sunnis or Shia or whatever. We don't care about this, and this is something in our tradition. All the propaganda and the in media, it's not true. It's a civil war, okay, but it's not a sex war. It's a war between dictatorship and the people. So some people stand with the dictator, others stand of all sex. You can find Sunnis with the regime, you can find Sunnis in the other side. You can find Christians in both sides. You can find Smilies in both sides, Kurds in both sides, 
the rules on both sides. So every ex matter sex uh, war, it's more like civil war to uh, get rid of dictatorship, and the other one would like to keep his power and his control on the country. So this is, and usually in Syria, and our people know that, and for example, in Christmas. So all Syrians celebrate Christmas. If you are Muslim, if you are Christian, if you are Druze, if you are whatever, we celebrate them. We go to their like to the. Uh, I myself, I go to church. I don't have any problem. I am Muslim. I am Sunni. Okay, as you say. Like, so you need to understand what I am. I am Muslim, I am Sunni, I am uh, Syrian. I don't, uh, I don't consider if I am Arab or something like that. I am Syrian, particularly. So I don't want to give another declaration, even to as a Muslim Sunni, but I just want to tell you, like, all my friends, I, I learned my early years in school in a church for like the first four or five years. I spent the first years in church. I was, my teacher was like called uh, 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 I think uh, Hibi, okay? So, and she's still wearing our traditional clothing until now. When I call her, she's still in my city. When I call her, she's still <coughs> wearing the same hijab the same, she's Christian, and the same in traditional clothing. So we don't have that much differences between us, and we don't consider this until now as like something will separate Syrians of each other. It's more about like to get rid of the issue. So society characteristics usually Syrians are educated. So we are talking about 75 or uh, 70 to 75 percent, uh, they have their uh, like uh, high school and up. Uh, they are young, so we have 60 percent uh, uh, under 40, family centered and religious tolerance. So, this is the uh, most important. Uh, these are some influential Syrians in the world. There's Malik Jandali, if you know, and Diana Hadid, Dr. Fuad Taifur, we have Abdul Lately, and Paula Abdul. So all these are. Uh, what about Syrians in Canada? So this is from States Canada, Stats Canada. Uh, Stats Canada tell us like 48% of Syrian origin are university graduates here in Canada. Uh, of course, the uh, Syrian community in Canada, approximately 40,000 all over Canada. And most of them are in the East. In uh, British Columbia, we were before uh, the last, uh, uh, like a newcomer, the, uh, we were approximately 2,500. So Syrians, 48% of them are uh, university graduate compared to 28% in the total population of Canada. Uh, the rate of female of Syrian origin with a university degree is 45% compared to male 50%, uh, 50 
but higher than the rate of all Canadian women. Uh, labor force union is lower 80% than the rate of the total population of Canada, which is 86. And this is understandable because of your rate of experiences and other things. Uh, uh, the labor force participation rate of females of uh, Syrian origin is lower 72% compared to the national is 82%. And other, also other data are there. So the unemployment is 9.1 uh, compared to the uh, national one, which is 60.2%. Uh, and this is like also the employment rate for females is 64 lower compared to males 80 and to the national is 77 percent. So what about like Syrian crisis? So I don't call it Syrian crisis really, but I call it Syrian <coughs> revolution. So what was there, what happened and I met many people and they said, oh, you lived in a beautiful country and there was nothing. Why you did that? No one knows what's going on in Syria. It's not about salaries, it's not about money, it's not about any other thing. It's about our freedom, our dignity, our people, our, our young. They don't, they don't like have a future. They don't have even like any plans for their future. You have to finish like a very limited number of, or a very, uh, you don't have choices for universities, for example. So there are like uh, 10 uh, uh, specific things you got, or 20 specific like uh, 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 colleges, you go there and nothing more, like in here in Canada, you can go, like you can find lots of different uh, specializations, colleges, studies, topics you can do there, you cannot do that. Uh, and if you finish your uh, college or university, you cannot find a job easily. And you, if you are not like an allied with the regime, uh, like party, you cannot find a job. I couldn't find a job myself because I am not part of this party. So many lived in good like lifestyle because they are aligned with the with the uh, uh, regime party. Others they couldn't. And our people, our youth, so the thirty and uh, uh, up to 15, they don't have any future. You have to serve in military for two or three years. You have to deal with corruption in military, in army. Uh, you need to deal with all kinds of corruption in, in, in like government organization. Uh, so, and this revolution uh, happened because of youth. All of them were youth. I went there in 2011, uh, in June. And I experienced everything for two months. It was a very civilized, a very uh, peaceful demonstrations. And the regime forces uh, confront those unarmed civilians with 
all kinds of operations. They can they detain them, they uh, uh, shoot them to death, they did everything to them. And lately, even they they used like tanks. When I left, when I fled the, the city, what my plan was to stay there for like at least six months. And I fled the city. I forced to fled the city because the regime decided to invade the city with 350 tanks. Why? Because the people, at the last Friday, there were approximately seven, 750,000 uh, protesters in streets. Okay? And then they decided, that's enough. We have to stop that. Okay? And they were like unarmed. I was there. I was part of this one. I went and met all the demonstrations through like the, 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 the two months I spent them in Syria. So peaceful protests for a year, militarized the conflict in 2012. What happened? So many, uh, many uh, uh, army uh, officers, they decide to uh, uh, Defect the military, the, the, the army, because of this problem, because they are killing honest, honest people, and this is not their this is not their like function or not their like uh, job to do that. So all the factors try to uh, protect other civilians, and many civilians uh, joined them. So they formed something called. Syrian Free Army. So Syrian Free Army, like formed by, I think, uh, 2012, early 2012, maybe January or before, I don't remember exactly. But the first defector uh, formed this army. Uh, it's called Syrian Free Army. And unfortunately, no one supported this army. No one supported this army because of some specific agendas in the country and uh, and now you cannot find them. You just find them like in isolated areas and they they vanished for ISIS and Nusra Front. So those guys are not extremists, they are Syrian, they are our people and they they, no one supported them, while many other countries supported ISIS. We don't know where ISIS came from. My city now is controlled by ISIS. It's called Deir Zor, and it's surrounded by uh, ISIS, uh, two or three uh, neighborhoods, and they uh, they besieged the city for now for more than one year and they have no food no electricity no water nothing they eat leaves they eat grass they die because of uh, they don't have food because they don't have uh, a proper medical uh, uh, care so this is how ISIS came so ISIS came in 2013 
and they control the areas of <coughs> free Syrian army. So they <coughs> and they they uh, conducted massacres against Muslims, Sunnis. In one day, they killed 700 innocent civilians in one village. And they they were Sunnis. They were not <coughs> other sects. They were not Yazidis. They were not Kurds. They were not Christians. They were Sunnis. So those guys are, or they don't represent Muslims. They don't represent Islam. And our people fled the country because of them and because of the regime. And this is the truth everyone needs to know about. Our people, those guys, some of them, fled the country because of ISIS, not because of the regime by itself. If you, if you want to make like a good like survey on this one, you will find that 50-50. 50 fled of, because of ISIS, and most of them are Sunnis, and the rest fled because of the regime. So now it's complicated conflict and a place of proxy war. So it's a war of others in our land. Russia, US, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Turkey, Iran, all of them. All of them are fighting in our land and our people. And some we have some questions. Why you don't stay there and defend your country? How can we do that? Can we defeat like warships, tanks? Who can support us? No one supports Syrians. They support those guys. They left Syrians to unknown. Syrians now they are hopeless. And those guys, they came because they don't find any future and or any hope in that country as it's not their role when you ask them it's not their role they will tell you why we should fight someone like why we should fight our people here. and who are they isis and uh and Nusra front they came from everywhere in the world they came from Europe, they came from US, they came from Canada, they came from China. There are families came from China. Approximately 200 families with all generations, they came to Syria. They want to fight. Fight whom? You don't know. So this is the, this is the, uh, a little background about what's going on. It's, uh, it's our point of view as Syrians. Uh, who uh, who have connections on ground and we don't deal with media we deal with our people we we listen to them and we uh, we understand what do they want and what's their concern so this is a good fact about also Syrians so 50 50 million displaced and this is the worst humanitarian crisis since World, uh, World War II, and uh, the refugee wave started 2015, the largest one, 
and this is like in Turkey now, approximately, uh, this is the UN figures, and the uh, uh, the other figures say like more than 3 million in Turkey. Now in Jordan, more than 2 million. And Lebanon, approximately 2 and more. And it's escalating. I just right now, there's 300 families waiting on Turkey's border, borders to go to Turkey, and the Turkish uh, government or the uh, uh, the uh, borders uh, guards uh, stopped them today, early morning. 300 families. So it's escalating, and it's like uh, going to be uh, or towards more than now. Uh, so this is basically about uh, Syria and about what's going on in, uh, in Syria. So uh, briefly, I will talk about newcomers to Canada and what's their like uh, concerns and what we are doing to them. So basically, <coughs> Syrians who are coming here and the first wave of them, they came with no English. Okay. So the the government criteria it seems like to bring families, the large families with. Uh, so the average now is uh, seven per family, so two parents and five uh, children or five members, other members. So, and some families have 11 kids, 13, so you can find these numbers. So this is the figure. Those guys are skilled, they have their own traits, but they don't have English. All of them. I'm talking about the majority, like it's, let's talk about, so those the government assisted refugees. The government, the, the GA, the guard, G-A-R, okay? So they came with no English, with large families. So their concern, the first thing is the housing. We can't find houses for them. Seven numbers, eight, 10, 11, 12, it's not easy to find something for them. Besides, it's not affordable. Like for them, they cannot pay. Like if you want to rent, for example, a house for 13 members of a family, you need like a house of six bedrooms, for example. Okay, and to rent a six bedrooms, you need to spend approximately 2,500 dollars per month. And uh, if we, if we make our calculation, uh, uh, we will discover this will not be, uh, whatever the government gives them will not be enough to continue their life. Besides, they want to learn English, they eager. So the first question I receive every time I uh, welcome a new family, how can we find a job? <coughs> you can't find a job now. You have to learn English first then you can find a job. So yeah, so the first thing is the housing. They find the permanent housing. The second one is the English. And the waiting list is uh, so long, takes sometimes six months to one year. Uh, the government now, the IRCC, so Immigration, uh, Refugees, Citizenship, Council, I think. Yeah, they uh, they opened the fund for non-profit organization to expand their programs, especially the English programs for those newcomers. So 
we hope like there will be no waiting for them. Uh, our part at Syrian Canadian Council, we welcome them. We try to help them to find accommodation, new uh, permanent housing. Uh, we assess their uh, uh, most urgent needs. Uh, we try to assess even their like qualifications, their skills, and give them the proper advice to where to go. So find a job right away, to uh, continue study, to whatever you need. Because some of them, they want license. If you have, a, a, like, if you are a plumber, for example, you need a license. If you electrician, you need a license. If you are a mechanic, you need a license. So all these things. Um, some of them found jobs. So one of them now still live in the enrichment welcome house, and he already found a job. He's a barber, and he will start next Monday. So they're eager to work. They're eager to find jobs. They're eager to, uh, uh, like, uh, depend on themselves. They don't believe in, like, uh, stay on the government assistance because they used to work. Our people are business-minded and hard workers. So all of them will try to find their own ways as, uh, when they will learn the basic English. So this is basically everything about uh, this presentation. Thank you very much for having me. And I really appreciate you listening and your, and, uh, your eagerness to understand about our, everything about Syria. Thank you. Thank you.